Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Netflix rebounds your news update and we talk a strong dollar on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for October 22, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. Netflix reversed its recent subscriber losses with a summertime game that management is hoping to build upon with the upcoming launch of a cheaper version of the video streaming service that will include ads for the first time. The Los Gatos, California company disclosed Tuesday that it picked up 2.4 million subscribers during the July-September period, a comeback from a loss of 1.2 million customers during the first half of the year amid stiffer competition and soaring inflation that's squeezing household budgets. Netflix now boasts 223 million subscribers, enabling the company to at least temporarily reclaim the mantle as the world's largest video streaming service. Americans will be allowed to contribute more of their money to 401k and similar retirement plans next year. The IRS said Friday that the maximum contribution that an individual can make in 2023 to a 401k, 403b, and most 457 plans will be $22,500. That's up from $20,500 this year. People aged 50 and older who have the option to make additional catch-up contributions to 401k and similar plans will be able to contribute up to $7,500 next year, up from $6,500 this year. That means a 401k saver who is 50 or older can contribute a maximum of $30,000 to their retirement plan in 2023. The IRS also raised the 2023 annual contribution limits on individual retirement arrangements or IRAs to $6,500, up from $6,000 this year. The IRA catch-up contribution limit remains at $1,000 as it's not subject to an annual cost of living adjustment, the IRS said. Elon Musk plans to lay off most of Twitter's workforce if and when he becomes owner of the social media company, according to a report Thursday by the Washington Post. Musk has told prospective investors in his Twitter purchase that he plans to cut nearly 75% of Twitter's employee base of 7,500 workers, leaving the company with a skeleton crew, according to the report. The newspaper cited documents and unnamed sources familiar with the deliberations. San Francisco-based Twitter and a representative for Musk attorney Alex Spiro did not immediately respond to messages seeking comment. A Massachusetts woman who released a swarm of bees on sheriff's deputies as they tried to serve an eviction notice is facing multiple assault and battery charges, authorities said. 
Rory S. Woods, 55, pleaded not guilty at her arraignment on October 12th in Springfield District Court and was released without bail, MassLive.com, sorting court records reported on Wednesday. She and other protesters maintained that they were trying to prevent a wrongful eviction. The homeowner, Alton King, brought evidence of a bankruptcy to stay to a court the next day, at which point everything should have stopped, said Grace Ross of the Massachusetts Alliance Against Predatory Lending. Woods' lawyer did not immediately respond to a voicemail left by the press on Wednesday. Hamden County deputies were met by protesters when they went by the home on Longmeadow on the morning of October 12th, according to official department reports. News and more next on Arbitrage News Weekend. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's Arbitrage Trade.com blog includes, what is this, rush hour? May Wh okay, which one of you guys kicked me? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Maybe ye can be anti-Semitic, or is it yay, on parlor? Yay. Yeah. And we talk about why we're not the only ones that hate dollar inflation right now. All this and more in this week's Arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the chief president and chief president? Chief, chief. Chief Forex Officer, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. kaboom. Okay, right? that, that's that's it. That's all you get from me. That's all? all that's right. it. Dang nabbit. Ready or not, here they come, because apparently you can't hide from the Chinese police. Hey, those guys need to be uh, on uh, vigilant and catch bad guys doing bad things, right? In the United States? Um, what? In North America, yeah. In a weird news thing, uh, the Chinese government has set up a police station. I didn't say police state. That, that, a police service station. Police station in New York City a few weeks ago. Why? Well, they want to keep tabs on their citizens abroad. This is... Ah, and nice. This, so we're going to be deported? Could be. Could yeah, be. That's not good. This is not the only thing that they've done. They are, they're also setting up three police stations in Toronto, Canada. Now, China has a total of 110 of these stations uh, that are used to help the Chinese Communist Party track citizens who may be actively a part of illegal or criminal activities in their opinion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, it, it's. Do they have of, any jurisdiction here? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Well, I guess. Hey, if you see ice show up, I'm not here. <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Well, as long as the country that they station has been put up in is cooperative, then the CCP-run police stations can stand. Oh. If you think about this, uh, it's kind of odd. But remember that foreign entities can own U.S. soil without being citizens. Interesting. And there's really no... no so those people trying to buy my house may actually be uh, trying to set up a secret police station. I don't it sounds know. Sounds like man. conspiracy theory to me, but okay. Well, you know back in the 80s when the Russians set up their their embassy in, I believe it was Washington... Uh, there was a safe house that was known to be a safe house from the CIA watching, CIA or NSA, watching the Russian embassy across the street. Interesting. It, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And if you think about it, uh, there's no adequate tracking nor law enforcement for foreign entities who want to own U.S. homes, farmland, timberland, uh, as long as the, so as long as there are no laws or regulations yeah. okay. regulating it, then there we go. So um, that means even the guys that are looking to get in touch with me about my extended car warranty. I mean, I have several I can give them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so basically, what they're saying is it's just going to be interesting to see how this folds out. We'll take a look at it next time. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Amazon workers in upstate New York overwhelmingly rejected a union bid on Tuesday, handing a second defeat to the labor group that's been attempting to drag the company to the negotiating table since its historic win earlier this year. This time around, warehouse workers near Albany cast 406 votes, or about 66%, against the Amazon Labor Union, giving this company enough support to push back the fledgling group composed of former and current Amazon workers. According to the National Labor Relations Board, which is responsible for overseeing the election, 206 workers, or 33.6%, voted in favor of joining the union. The agency said 949 employees were eligible to vote and 31 ballots were challenged by either Amazon or the union were not enough to sway the outcome. The facility is located in the town of Shodak, near one of the most 
unionized metro areas in the country, according to unionstats.com. It's what's known as a non-sort center, a warehouse where employees pack more bulky items, such as rugs, patio furniture, or outdoor equipment. Experts had noted a win there would have given the union more leverage in its quest to negotiate a contract with Amazon and a chance to demonstrate its prior win at a facility on Staten Island, New York, wasn't a one-off. For now, those hopes seem to be dashed. We're glad that our team in Albany was able to have their voices heard and that they chose to keep the direct relationship with Amazon as we think this is the best arrangement for both the employees and customers, Amazon spokesperson Kelly Nantel said in a statement. We will continue to work directly with our teammates in Albany as we do everywhere to keep making Amazon better every day. Chris Smalls, the fired Amazon worker who led the ALU to a first ever victory of an Amazon warehouse in the U.S., said in a statement that his group was proud of the workers who challenged Amazon's vicious anti-union campaign and signaled that they might try to unionize the facility again. This won't be the end of ALU or ALB1, Smalls said, using the official name of the warehouse. He noted organizers were feeling both anger and disappointment, saying the voting process wasn't free and fair, and accusing the company of putting their thumb on the scale. It was a sham election where workers were subjected to intimidation and retaliation on a daily basis, and even the workers who volunteered to the election uh, observers were faced with threats of termination, Small said. In the past week, organizers have said Amazon threatened to take away unpaid time off from workers who volunteered to be election observers. Heather Goodall, the main organizer at the facility, has accused the company of calling police on her several times while she was soliciting support near the facility during her time off. An Amazon spokesperson said the company only did that when non-employees were present. During the campaign, the union filed more than two dozen charges with the NLRB accusing the company of unfair labor practices that damaged its ability to organize. Still, Smalls noted that they were going to continue their campaign to unionize the Amazon warehouses. You missed 100% of the shots you don't take, he said. This was the fourth union election at an Amazon warehouse this year, and the third one led by ALU. More arbitrage news up next. Stay with us. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. 
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, Royce, I'm not a huge fan of rap or anything like that. Um, but he's formerly, he's formerly a rapper. He's not a rapper anymore. Is he, though? I don't, have, have you heard him rap recently? No. See, formerly. Then again, I haven't heard him rap anyway. And there's that too. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Kanye West. And yes, I will call him by his now legally binding name of Ye. I'm going to call him Ye. Yay. <laughs> Why E spells Ye? Spells Ye. I agree. That also rhymed, which is weird. But hey, we're writing songs. We're rapping. Come on, spit those verses. Spit those <laughs> verses. Kanye West is offering to buy right-wing friendly social network Parler. Now, he got locked out of Twitter last week for, well, Twitter and Instagram, actually, for anti-Semitic posts. Oh, that's not cool. Well, you know, it's kind of odd because we normally use this part of the show well, I say normally, but recently, we've used this part of the show to talk about Mr. Elon Musk. And, yes. you know, Elon has uh, has agreed to take on Twitter, and, you know, that that legal battle is still rolling on. Yeah. We're, we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. He's got $44 billion burning his pocket, and he wants to spend it. Hey, I, I'll, take a, I'll take one. I, yeah. Matter of fact, I can have half of one and be okay. You know what? I would take... One percent of that and be all right. No, I need more than that. I, I have high goals. I want to share know. and spread the wealth. I don't know. I'm Robin Hood. But anyway, <laughs> we we've got this. We've got no, this, not the broker. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this this weird thing going on with with high powered people wanting social networks. Started with Trump uh, back in what was it 2016, 17. 16, 17, maybe 19. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was right. But, what, 16, 17. When he probably. was running and all that. Doing, uh, yeah, I'll yeah uh, the Truth Social Network he wanted yeah. to start. And then we've got Elon with Twitter. And now we've got Kanye <clears throat> with Parler, of all things. Now, Parler, like, like Truth Social and Gab and those things that we don't even talk about because we can't even remember them because they don't have enough enough users uh is ultra right wing okay ultra right wing ultra libertarian far right you know people that have left twitter because they couldn't uh they didn't they didn't feel like uh twitter matched their political views 
I can't believe that there is an alignment one way or another on a social media platform. Well, that's one of the things that Elon has, has talked about is the fact that every social media platform should be, well, social. Yeah, it's, you know? it's like if you are polarizing it, you're defeating the purpose of it being erected. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got Kanye, who uh, just amazingly anti-Semitic. He said he wanted to go Death Con 3 on Jewish people. Whoa. And he wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt to uh, Paris Fashion Week. I mean... Okay. Well, hey, he needs attention. We'll, we'll give him some. I, I guess that's what he needs. And I guess n- any news is good news? Yeah, parlez-yez français. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. We'll keep track of this as well. More after this on Arbitrage News Weekend. Run. No word in the English language is less convincing than Probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The federal government is demanding the state of Arizona remove double-stacked shipping containers placed to fill gaps in the wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, saying they are unauthorized and violate U.S. law. The Cocopa Indian tribe in southwestern Arizona welcomed the call to take down the containers to take down the containers in the latest rift between the Biden administration and Republican-led border states over how to prevent illegal border crossings. The Bureau of Reclamation also demanded in last week's letter that no new containers be placed. It said that the Bureau wants to prevent conflicts with the two federal contracts that have been awarded and two more still pending to fill border wall gaps near the Morelos Dam in the Yuma, Arizona area. The unauthorized placement of these containers constitutes a violation of federal law and is a trespass against the United States, the letter states. That trespass is harming federal lands and resources and impeding reclamation's ability to perform its mission. There was no immediate response Monday from Republican Governor Doug Ducey's office, but it said in the post that it would remove the containers if the U.S. government starts construction to fill the gaps. The tribe complained last month that the state of Arizona acted against its wishes by placing 42 of the double stacks on its land near Yuma to halt illegal border crossings in an area that has become a major entry point for migrants. We believe that the Bureau is taking the necessary and appropriate action to resolve this issue, the Kokopah tribe said in a statement distributed Monday. Beyond that, we will continue working side-by-side with local, state, and federal law enforcement on securing the border. 
Ducey ordered installation of more than 100 double-stack containers that were placed over the summer, saying he couldn't wait for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection to award the contracts that had announced for work to fill the gaps in the border wall in the Yuma area. Migrants, nevertheless, have continued to avoid the recently erected barriers by going around them, including through the Cocopa Indian Reservation. The border wall, promoted by former President Donald Trump, continues to be a potent issue for the Republican politicians hoping to show their support for border security. President Joe Biden halted wall construction his first day in office, leaving billions of dollars of work unfinished but still under contract. Trump worked at the end of his term to reach more than 450 miles, nearly a quarter of the border. The Biden administration has made a few exceptions for small projects in areas deemed unsafe for people to cross, including the gaps near Yuma. The quibble over the containers close to Yuma underscores the obstacles faced when constructing the barriers on the southern U.S. border, building on tribal land including the Tohono O'Dom nation in Arizona can face opposition. Landowners, especially in Texas, where much property is privately owned, can also refuse to sign off on construction. Ducey, like fellow Republican Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, has often sparred with the Democratic administration over immigration policies. Both states in recent months have been offering free bus rides to the East Coast for asylum seekers who are released in the United States to pursue their cases. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has arranged private flights of Venezuelans from San Antonio, Texas to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. We'll keep an eye on this story as it develops more after this on Arbitrage News Weekend. Stick around. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly Adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Royce, how's that U.S. dollar today? Man, I love the U.S. dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, specifically, you love the U.S. dollar against other currencies, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, if the World Bank is good enough to back the U.S. dollar, I'm banking the World Bank. There you go. (laughs) So the, the, the title of this article was The U.S. dollar brings woes to the rest of the world or something like that. Eh, that's one sided. And and the thing is, is that the U.S. dollar is up 18% this year. Last month, it hit a 20-year high, according to the... Yes, it did, uh, over 114. Yeah. And I don't expect it to stop until about maybe 118, 119. Well, you know, it, it's weird because there there's there's no mystery to this. You know, the 
the U.S. inflation, the Fed has has raised the short-term interest rates five times this year, and is signaling more rates around Rate the corner. Coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's so people can make money and they can lock those in, which means also smart money is pretty much saying, hey, it's safer to be in the bank. Well, you will get a return, even if it's right. two, three, four percent, it's still safer to be in the bank than in the stock market, which means all the smart people are taking their money and going to the sidelines, going to cash because cash is a position too, though, you know. Yeah. Hey, that's also. It. That's also saying that world currency like the lira, the the great British pound, the the euro, yeah, the, it, it it's it's all subjective, right? Well, I mean, if you look at how the World Bank is set up, and basically the World Bank it basically has the currency for the world is backed by the U.S. dollar. So it means right. when every things get scary, people literally leave their own country's currency. And try to find money uh, or U.S. dollars to basically trade in their money for U.S. dollars. Right. Because they know at the end of it, when the dust settles, the U.S. dollar will always spend. It's just common sense. So let's talk about this for a moment. You know, I'm, I'm a big uh, Nihongo file or, or Japan. I, I like Japan. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, and and we, we've talked about the Japanese yen a lot and how it is just absolutely tanked it's worth about 75 percent of what it what it has been yeah absolutely uh, no, but that's know. also remember this let's talk money real quick yeah. right foreign exchange means you're exchanging one country's currency for another when japan closed its borders literally that stopped people trading the yen and in, in favor of anything else so the dollar got stronger the borders were closed and so the, the yen pretty much suffered now that COVID is over and things are better, the yen should start to recover. Well, for about 20 years, you could go, okay, 100 yen is a dollar. Yep, and that's that, that, true for euro, too. Euro yeah. used to be a little bit more than the dollar. Not, not so much. Yeah. The dollar is king and will remain king in this capitalist uh, economy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we have we have consumer problems here. We have inflation here, but it could be worse, right? Yeah, because like we see it as inflation on this side. Basically, our cost is going up. But across the globe, people are just f- finding a place to stay safe. It's simple supply and demand. There you go. And that's it for us. I'm demanding to get out of here because I need food. Um, I think uh, I can supply that. <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 